Blog Talk Radio. That's what you want, come and get it, got it anytime. Gonna catch it straight from the source, that girl in motion in that Del Sean maze. Your airways full of independent flames, that's that in the fire. Entertainment news, daily inspiration of entrepreneurs. Game to make sure you win and never lose. Ain't no time like the present, but any time that you may choose. If you're doing it on your own, then that any fire is confusing for the hustlers. No sleepers, get the job done. Need some motivation, I'ma give you something to draw from. Roster, get it out the mud to beat the hardest. Crawl before you walk and keep on grinding till your balls done. Interviews, we got them. Current events, no problem. All the exclusive news that they ain't got, I bet we got it. It ain't no doubt about it. We own. Introducing Indy Fire with Kia and Dale Song. It's on. I'm so excited. You're tuned in for another episode of Two With Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire. Let me tell you why I'm so excited. Not because I have new um, intro music, because I don't. I, I still don't, but I have people out there that are working on it, so I'm super excited about that. But you heard the intro song that just played, right? And I'm sure you're wondering, like, who? Like, who is that? Especially for you new people, like, who really don't have a clue. Well, let me tell you who that is. All right, while he disappears and pops back in. Um, that's Delshawn Mays. Not not on the track. That's actually Black Earl on the track. But that's that's Delshawn Mays. He and I go way, 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 way. We go back a minute, a minute. All right, so we were, we were co-hosts together on um, Independent Everything, I don't know, maybe three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, three or four years ago. And if you... Somewhere. If you've been anywhere and you read it, hush, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you an intro. If you've been anywhere and you read anything, then you know that Indie Fire is the spinoff show of Independent Everything. Right? If you, unless you've been on the rock, you should already know that. And so it was um, once Independent Everything kind of just, you know, fell off and people went their separate ways. Um, Delshawn and I stayed in contact when we decided, you know, um, this radio presentation is what we're both very passionate about, especially me. Like, I couldn't let it go. And so we decided to um, start another show. And here we are. That that was Indie Fire. We started Indie Fire um, three, three years ago, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Either way, tomorrow starts the third episode, no, the third season, the third season of Indie Fire. And so I'm probably going to be like we were in the beginning, Delshawn, where I always said independent everything because um, I've just been doing some things with trying to get that, like, you know, back up and running as well. And so I'm super excited to have him here tonight. When I was trying to fill the schedule for July, um, I thought, you know, well in, well, in between, you know, the 17th is a Wednesday. We don't air on a Wednesday. Um, but I wanted to do something, like, really special. And I felt like... Uh, I could have brought back anybody, you know, people that have been rocking with us from day one. Um, shout out to you, Mind Frame, over there serving his country. Um, Ray, Ray Schemes, um, Ron O'Neill, people that's been rocking with us since independent everything. Um, but I thought, you know, 
what better way to move into this next season but to just bring back my original co-host. And, you know, somebody was joking with me, though, Sean. They were like, you know what, I, I, I realized something about you. And I, I kind of stepped back like, what? Because uh, that could be anything. And they said, you're not really good with men. I said, excuse me? <laughs> they were like, you're not really good with men. You've been through, like, four co-hosts. Um, and look, there's a story behind every co-host. There's a story. And so, um, but that's what one reason I just stepped back and said, you know what, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to do this solo for a minute because maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I should try to get a female on the show and see how that goes. And then somebody was like, nah, cause you and women, y'all don't, y'all don't, you know, unless you're empowering women or motivating women, you don't. You don't really vibe with women like that. So I don't think that's a good fit for you either. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll just ride this shit out solo until I get the perfect co-host, you know? So how you been, though, Sean? Rock is solo. I've been all right. Yeah, you've been right. No complaints over here. Yeah. No, well, no. No. I miss talking yeah, to you. No. I miss talking to you. So let me just jump right in this right quick. Um, for those of you who I, I was actually going to start our regular way, you know, talk about a little bit of um, news that's going on, uh, but there's just so much news that is going on. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into the interview. Um, and I want you all just to get an opportunity, or when you get the opportunity, just read the bio. All right, I'm not going to take you through the bio because it's very lengthy. Um, but, but just know... <laughs> Just know that um, music is an outlet for so many different things that we go through. Um, and each week, you know, that we have a guest on, on social media, you know, there's always a music quote. Um, and, you know, a lot of people hit me up, you know, DM, inbox, and just be like, you know what, that that quote really resonated today. Um, but I just, I want to say, just, I'm zooming in on one part of his bio um, that when he was younger, you know, he suffered with severe depression. And writing poems and listening to music is what got him through. And so um, I, I do want to say, because I'm always on that platform, you know, um, with so much going on in the world right now, um, allow music to be an outlet. Um, don't, don't, if you're in a bad state of mind, don't sit around and listen to crazy love songs. You know, get something that's going to uplift your spirit motivate you. I'm not saying you got to be listening to Kirk Franklin or whatever, but whatever is going to motivate you and get your spirit up high so that you come up out of the place and the position that you're in. Um, but again, when you get the opportunity, just, just read his bio. Read his bio. So how you been? I already asked you that. You been good? Yeah. You already asked me that. I've been yeah. good. You know, being me. Be living my best life. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> so I do I do want to treat you like a real guest or whatever because I don't I don't think I listened to an interview that we did of you on Independent Everything back in the day and some of this shit like I didn't even know about you and like I don't remember asking the questions and I was like damn I really don't even remember the interview because we've interviewed so many people over the years um but just take our new listeners who may not know you, um, take them through just a short, you know, synopsis of how your career started. Okay, well, new listeners, because, yeah, nobody knows me. 
You know, they, they don't show it because I don't get no, no likes. <laughs> I don't get no chance. But anyway, here we go. All right, so it really started with that depression. Um, <laughs> it really started with that depression when I moved from California to Louisiana. Um, you know, I was 13, 14, somewhere around there. And moving from California, me just really getting out. I ain't going to say the streets because I ain't never really gotten the streets like that, but just moving from the atmosphere of Oakland, California and Sunnyvale, California, um, where that's the, the heart of the Silicon Valley, you know, to a place where we have 1,500 people as a population. That's, my God, like I didn't know what to do, and then I didn't understand the Louisiana culture. kind of got me into a depression. And um, so I used to just sit in my room. I, I knew a few people, but I really wasn't trying to get out there. I was just being depressed. I missed my friends from back home. So I started listening to – to records, I found this record player in the attic. Um, I guess it was one of my grandma's record players or whoever it was for, I don't know. But I started playing the records that she had, and, and one of them was the Ray Charles record, the Georgia record, and uh, another one was uh, Lean On Me. And I was really trying to do some scratching stuff, which wasn't working. So I was like, let me write to this to this beat then. Let me do something like that. <laughs> And it, that wasn't working because I didn't know any of the cadences. I didn't know what to do. So I just started writing stuff out, um, which turned into poetry. It just became something that I could read and get myself through the day. Nobody knew I was doing it. Um, and that's when I started writing, and I felt like I like this. I like being able to express myself on paper and, and get it out, you know, because I didn't want to talk to nobody about being They just tell me, go play. You know, they didn't, they didn't understand what I was going through. Right. You know, so, you know, I got this stuff down on paper, got this stuff down on paper, and then um, I found the website, SoundClick, and um, with instrumentals that I was able to actually do a cadence to, and that's when I started writing actual music and getting that okay. And um, that's pretty much where it started from. So I met you, I don't know, what, six years ago? Yeah, it was like the fourth, fifth episode of Independent Everything. It was one of them. Yeah. I interviewed you first. You interviewed me? Mm-hmm. Oh, now I got to yeah. go back to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I started with the label in 2013, like February 2013 is when I started with the label. And um, trying to, like, acclimate myself um, and I guess fit in um, with everyone in the label. Uh, it was very hard for me because there were so many men. You know, there was like no women, and the women who were involved, like I didn't really care for them too much. Um, and so it was, it was really hard for me. I had a hard time um, just being able to, I don't know, I guess be myself because of all the men. Um, and then you know, being involved with you know, you know who, um, it was just, it was very hard. But um, I do remember just like um, when we really got, you know, on independent everything and um, could like really be ourselves. Um, I, I started to feel like this connection, you know, with you. And I'm not going to play the entire song, but I'm going to play just a little snippet of this song that I'm sure like a lot of people haven't heard, a lot of people don't even know about. But I just want to play just a little bit of this song. And I want to know, like, I'm going to be all over the place with you today. I want to know where your mind frame was when you made this verse for this song. 
Okay. You want me to play the song first? <laughs> yeah, play the song first. I've seen your lust fight, Scott. Damn, I want a piece of that. I had you speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues that I keep on coming back. My middle finger light come here. Run the finger in the rear. Like I'm hanging loose and the lips start to quiver. Legs start to shiver. And I ain't stopping till she's spraying juice up in here. Bumping some of love. She gets all of the above and below. It's for the love. Just a moment. Well, the Bars 
crew. Uh, all right, I, you want me to talk like from the beginning, or you want me to see? Yeah, we can go through all of that. It don't matter. Check it. All right, so in 2010, I'm going to say, maybe around there, uh, I met Bailey. We worked at a grocery store nope. together. And I was like, nah, 2011. I'm looking at the bio. 2011. Okay, well, it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm getting old. But, yeah, so we worked together for a little bit, and I was rapping. So I had a, a mixtape out, which you can get right now on that piff. Um, called Rock Hard EP, but anyway, I was rapping and I was passing out my my mixtape. That was back when we used to burn CDs, burn the cover, get it all nice and and pass them out to people. And I gave one to Bailey, and Bailey was like, "You rap?" Like, yeah. He's like, "I want to rap too," and he had never rapped before. So I was like, "Okay, we'll come down to the studio, which was my house, in a closet, with the um, sectional <laughs> couch pillow as the." <laughs> And um, and I had him on a song with the four minute rounds. I don't even know if we ever put that song out, but I just seen it in Bailey. I'm like, man, this dude, if this is his first verse, he's gonna be great. So we ended up starting a group. Um, and I say group uh, because it was more than two people. It was supposed to be, I don't know if you guys remember Team Dope, but it was supposed to be yes. Team Dope, me and Bailey, and another guy that we don't like anymore. <laughs> And um, we were like, this is what this is what our, our thought process was. We're gonna record as many songs as possible because we wanted to get a mixtape out ASAP. We wanted to do it in like two weeks or something like that. So we're gonna record as many songs as possible. If you make the album, you make the album. If you don't, then you don't. So we did that. Two weeks came up, and it was pretty much me and Bailey on every song. I think Team Dope had one song or one verse or something like that. Success. They did success. And um. That's where that started. So the bar school started there. I ended up moving to Dallas. And then that's when we made uh, Nightmare on Bar Street and uh, Killer. And um, all of the songs that people actually talk about when I'm, when I'm out here in Dallas. That song, was, that album or mixtape, actually got a lot of traction out here in Dallas. Um, I was performing at strip clubs by myself and doing this and doing that. But um, that right there is the heart and soul of the bar school. Um, and we've just been doing it ever since. And Bailey's kind of been the silent partner. He don't he don't do interviews. He's like a weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, because you know, independent everything is supposed to. Bailey was supposed to be on independent everything. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember the first intro, but I shouted out Bailey. Like Bailey was supposed to be in the interview. I mean, in the uh, on the whole platform. But uh, he don't do interviews and stuff like that. So that's cool. Uh, so we've just been writing ever since. And um, you know, we kind of took a break to try to do some other things which are hard to do. I didn't know you need yeah. to know so many people to get in film and, and have alcohol. How hard is it to have alcohol? I figured it out. Yo, you still trying to get alcohol. You still trying to get that little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to break down that story, too. I know I'm talking about the bar. We're going to break down that story right now. All right. I'm not even going to mention that other company right now because they threw me under the bus. They tried to they, they put me in a loophole and they knew they weren't gonna do nothing with me. But I had to figure it out myself and I figured it out. I could make my own liquor. Like literally just make my own liquor. I'm doing that now. I don't wanna even touch on really when it's gonna come out and stuff like that. But I, I am bringing out some liquor and I it's pretty good too. That's all I wanna say about that. I'm gonna do it myself and we're gonna be in 
people. But anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a sponsor after all. Look at there. Look at there. Look, speaking of the Bars crew, I want to jump right into this. There's, there's so many Bars crew tracks that I, I love. Like, there's so many. I don't care what artist comes out. I think they will forever be my favorite group. And, and Black Girl is going to always be my favorite lyricist. And, you know, it's just the the love is just there. But um, Summer Love, Summer Love. I want to talk about mm. that for just a minute. Summer, <laughs> Summer Love. I remember all the work that went into um, this album. And I thought, you know, like they can't get any better than where they are right now until this came out and just blew me away and stayed on repeat for like ever and ever and ever. Um, but Summer Love, talk about that track just a little bit. Well, some of love um, was interesting because we really didn't know where we wanted to go uh, with this. Because it was a mixtape soundbite that it came off but We didn't know where we wanted to go. We knew we wanted to insert movie clips and just be a little different and um, actually do like a traditional mixtape because mixtapes nowadays are really just albums, the original songs. We just wanted to hop right. on everybody else's song, which kind of was a mistake at one you know, but we had to do what we did. Um, so when I was doing Summer Love, you know, um, you got to think back to when you were a teenager, or at least I did when I was in high school, because, well, it still kind of goes on. But anyway, we <laughs> think back to when I was in high school, and, you know, people would come down for the summer to visit, and you didn't know them, you'd meet them, and then you have that connection with them for the summer, and then they're gone just like that, because, you know, their parents don't know something. <laughs> they're just gone back to wherever they came from especially coming from my little town, nobody wanted to stay there, you know. So that's where the inspiration came from behind it. And then um, especially the, the the clip at the beginning, um, that really put me in the mode to actually get the lyrics out because I was just looking through clips, and then I heard that one. And, um, you know, it just kind of brought back nostalgia, a nostalgic feeling. And really that, that story is kind of true a little bit. Like I – dipped into some truth with that. And then, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. There you have it. I don't think I ever knew all of that. Like, I actually thought Summer Love was about me for some reason. I, I did. All right. Well, it can't be about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is Summer Love. No, it's not. Final. You're not going to tell me who I'm going to love. Since you notice I got a thing for you, all we do now is smoke and drink and fuck. We ain't even gotta open secrets up. Hope you just not broke and meet some love. Don't work like that. Get hurt like that. Like fuck around, call me a jerk like that. Like that. So let's be honest. Uh, here right now, gone in the moment, and yes, I'll be here in the moment. But one day, I don't know when that time will come. But I'll be gone. And it's not because that we're not in sync. But this be summer love, baby. All we do is smoke and drink, make movies. Why you drive me crazy? This is summer love, baby. Summer love.
I got a thing for you. All you really want to do is drink and fuck. Come slide by the crib and see what's up. Or we can go to the movies, eat some lunch. Don't get too attached. Get hurt like that. I just need a friend for the night, not a woman for my life. Oh, you mad? Don't act like that, girl. You should have known when you got into this. That may be one day you may lose this. So calling every night may be useless. My only love is making the music, so I'm done. And it's on to the next one, girl. Before you go all out trying to make me yours, better know what you signed up for. Cause this is summer love. This is summer love, baby. Summer love. Summer Love by the Bars Crew. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Two Lit Tuesdays on Indie Fire with your host, Nakia, and my guest, Bill Shamiz. Y'all might remember him from back yep. in the day. Um, somebody said to me, I ain't going to call her name out, but she saw the flyer yesterday on Instagram, and she was like, wait a minute, that's your co-host, the one that would never show up? And I was like, damn. <laughs>
yeah, I still forget the TV show, but it was a when, when rap started, you know, and they at the beginning of that show, um, they had a, a rapper actually rapping what was going to happen during the episode, and um, that's kind of what we want to do. We want to actually have a movie that goes along with our album, so we're, we're just in story mode right now. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Speaking right, of because in now, you know, you have to have, well, I was going to say right now you have to have, and I'm not going to say a gimmick, but you kind of do, you kind of have, have to have a gimmick to drop something right now. Nobody's listening to albums right now. They're listening to singles. You know, for, for them to listen to an album, you have to tease them into the next song almost, you know, like a TV show. You know, you have to stop at a, at a, at a, a, a spot where it's almost like a cliffhanger every week, you know, and that's what we're going to basically try to do. Actually, that's a great idea. Instead of a movie, we need to do a TV show and have it like, like that. I think we're, that's what we're going to do. Anyway, <laughs> write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but, Speaking uh, of um, in-depth music and music with, with content, um, I mentioned to you that I wanted to play this song because I felt like this song didn't get um, the airplay that it needed, and I think it just it just it made this mixtape, and it just kind of set like it wasn't promoted like I felt like it needed to be promoted. Um, it was so much more worthy of just sitting on on the mixtape. Um, I'm talking about um, a song that they put out um, probably like four years ago, and um, it's called Hallelujah, and it was featured on the um, YWOE mixtape that stands for young women of empowerment um metal to music records um independent everything we decided to um collaborate with this um home it's called the live by faith home in in texas um and all of the proceeds from the mixtape were going towards um the live by faith home i'm not even sure if the home is still in existence i don't really know what happened after um, the mixtape, um, but this home was a place to create acceptance um, for young women and eventually men. Um, it was a haven of resources and um, like an intimate team of believers who would walk side by side uh, with victims of, you know, um, domestic violence throughout their journey. And so the project was amazing. Um, so many talented artists were on board. Um, the metal to music artists, all of them had to be on board. Um, but then so many other independent artists who just stepped up and said, yeah, I want to be a part of this, you know, phenomenal effort. But this, um, this track right here, this bars who submitted kind of just blew me away. I mean, I was used to hearing mediocre stuff from everybody else. So, you know, sending your best, you know, which was still kind of mediocre. But when they sent this in, it, to me, it was a completely different side of what I was used to hearing from them. And again, I feel like this was kind of just pushed to the side, it didn't get, you know, the airplay that it that it I felt it, it needed to. Um, so I'm most definitely going to be playing more of Hallelujah right here on Indie Fire.
city adjacent, I still get the ring, even if I just place kick the beat to keep pace with the opposite of spaceship. I'm identified in the eye of the maker. I'll break you, break a one, two. Wish you probably I like the gum on my shoes. I'm done with the view, I am strong on the truth. I'm the one with the proof on my finick and they scoop. Whatever the past is preaching and the reason why my own blood is in the shit that she and I'm only seeing half of it like a Japanese or Korean man. I'm in the dark, it has me consumed. Wow, it blows my mind how you say you're fine. Just be looking up for that mushroom cloud. And when you see it, know that I've lost it. I'm falling fast like the water out of a faucet. Like someone had left it running. Now everybody means nothing. I'm buckled into this hustle and in no time for friends. Cause they all turn to water moccasins. And now I'm itching for this like I got the chicken pox again. And I confess if anyone fuck with me, I'm a fossil them, so hop off me. Not winning, I'm just playing, not to lose. Take a step up in my shoes, but they get not confused. What they do is not the rules. They get obstacles to move. They like obstacles smooth, like I do up in the booth. But the, <laughs> the business is far from the music. That's why I pay attention and study what you do. With niggas, I'm not jealous, but I need the blueprint. Chucking the truth. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Jerusalem from the Scarfella Music Group, and you on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. With your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here, right on the here, station, right here, right all the hottest right hip hop hits, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire. Tulip Tuesdays with your host, Nakia, and my special guest, Delshawn Mays. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard that. I, I was As I was listening to it, I now remember, like, little bits and pieces of of what was supposed to go into the mixtape. Everybody was supposed to submit um, a track that was uplifting 
It was motivational. It was empowering. So we were getting like gospel tracks, um, you know, like like move R and B tracks, and then we get Hallelujah. The only thing that was uplifting about that was the title, um, and I think that's what it, it was the standout song on on the mixtape. It just it just it stood out, um, and you you gravitate towards it because you knew the meaning behind the mixtape, and you thought you know. Oh yeah, this is the one. This is gonna be it right here. And then you hear it, and you're like, "Oh wow, yeah." And it still has me like, "Oh wow," when I listen to it. Um, you mentioned uh, back in the day, you know, you was performing in strip clubs <laughs> or whatever. Um, which do you prefer, uh, studio work or or performing live? I prefer performing live, and the reason that is because I mean, the studio sounds glorified. You know, you see clips from back in the day, people in the studio, they're having fun. They got all these people around. You know, they're smoking their weed, they're drinking. But it's really not like that. It's really a grueling process that takes a lot of time, and you do it over and over and over. It's just, it gets boring. You know, but with, with, a, with a performance, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, because I've had a, a, a show where somebody hopped on the stage, and they wanted to do this and do that, and you just don't know what you're going to get at a show. Is always new. You just, there's nothing that you could plan for. You know, a studio, everything is planned. Everything is, okay, I need you to do the hook right here. I need, I'm going to go in and do the verse. And we just sit down and get it right. You know, um, it's a grueling process, almost like writing an essay, writing a, um, a, some kind of paper. But, you know, performance, you, you don't know what you're getting from that. So what song would you say that you have delivered your best performance um, thus far? Like technically, emotionally, um, which would be the best song for you? Hmm. That's hard to say. It has to be a combination of, of three songs because when I did performance, it was, all, it was almost like a, a music award show because Bailey wasn't there. So I had to just do my verses. I let Bailey verse play a little bit and then go into the next song. But if I had to pick one, it had to be Killer because that was the one people wanted to hear. Like, that actually hit radios a little bit out here. So people wanted to hear that song, and DJs were like, hey, we need Killer three times tonight. <laughs> you know, so I performed that the most. So I got the most comfortable with performing Killer. And so, you know, I go out there, like the back of my hand, and I'd be able to have fun with it. Instead of, you know, trying to, oh, am I going to remember this verse or just thinking about what I'm going to say and this and that, I was able to just go out and and do it without thinking. So, yeah, Kill is probably the best performing song that I've, I've done. That's probably the best show I can make, for sure. There's so many mind-blowing um tracks from you guys that I, I forgot all about that one, really. And I think I put it to the back of my head because it was played so much. Like, you know, Franz would wear something the hell out. And I think because it was played so much, that and um, I don't even spend dollars. I don't have no dollars to spend. Um, you know what I'm talking about. That one. He played that yeah, so much. Even... Push those to the back of my head. Like, I don't want to hear them ever, 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 ever again. Never. <laughs> Because I, I heard the back then. Because what a lot of uh, artists do is that 
just like killing, I don't spend dollars in the Black Earl Project. They feel like it's old, so they don't want to promote it. They don't want to do this and do that. But a lot of people still haven't heard a lot of the songs. You can still promote that, you know. Um, but with Killer, yeah, it was played so much, and I got tired of performing it. I got tired of people asking about it because I'm like, hey, we got an album, like, yeah, three albums later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, listen to, um, and, it, and, you know, it's a lot of good songs. Not every song is good, but we have some stuff that I feel like is better than Killer. But when I go out and, and hey, listen to um, to this song, you know, and they're like, no, we're killing it. And it's still like that, <laughs> like literally, still like that. And which I guess is a blessing. But at the same yeah. time, it's like I got other stuff that I feel like is better than killing. Well, I want to jump into this. I don't, I can't say if it's better than killer, but it's another one of my favorites. Um and it was one that I, I think got played. It got played a lot. Got played a lot. Um, I'm going to just jump right into it. You would think that it was written no. This ain't Nas, this ain't nine six. I've been selling mine tricks since five and six Pick six, boy, say I spit six But I'm getting awfully, awfully cold I gotta hit these tricks, I'm bleeding off from recorders Like leave them off in the coma But I'm kinda off when I'm sober Something, 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 something Then I cough and it's over Hit a button, hit a blunt Then I off and some more Like cough from the flow See the dead and make me sick Either way you look at it I'm the, uh, I'm the So boy, hot like hot boy, baby You can watch the cash flow like the bank, matter of fact, here's slow cash Buy the bank and give me mine uh, You know I spit the tickets on the road to riches Matter of fact, when I roll up, might as well get the riches So be a bit of tricks, I'll be blowing up Hold up, I got the it, man Hold up, hand me the mic, I'm sick Hold up, I'ma get a bit Cause I, I gotta get it Cause you know I spit the tickets when I roll up I got to get it, man Hold up, hand me the mic, I'm sick Hold up I'ma get a minute cause I, I gotta get it cause you know I spit the sick man. You know I spit the sick, no, no I spit the sick. You know I spit the sick, no, no I spit the sick. You know I spit the sick, no, no I spit the sick. You know I spit the sick, no, no I spit the sick. You know I spit the sickest. Your bitch be like lick this. Hornier than a Catholic girl, but I'm around a friend, she act Christian. I'm trying to make it my mission to go get this money, then fuck with these women, but I am too driven to make this a living, so I gotta come with the music first. Boy, you put it down your purse. I'm coming in this murderous shit, so I'ma go grab a hearse. I'm in your girl like tat, 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 like a three-round burst. But I'm in three rounds and I burst. Talking like, man, that was my first. What she was saying is you was the worst. <laughs> Still play, ill Jason, lay back and kick up. And money is what my life consists of. Kiss ups and haters and my life get pissed on. Good girls are kissed on and whack rappers are switched on. Hold up, I got the hit it, man. Hold up, hand me the mic, I sit cold up. I'ma get a bit of cuz I, I gotta get it cuz you know I sit the sick when I roll up. I got to get it, man, hold up Hand me the mic, I sit cold up I'ma get a bit of cuz I, I gotta get it cuz No, I spit the sickest, man You know I spit the sick, no, no, I spit the sickest Spit sickest Well, I guess you could tell by the lyrics The name of the track If not, that was sickest By the Bars crew Another one of my favorites I used to, I, I realize I'm doing what I used to do Like, play all of my favorites Um 
I really didn't give you the opportunity to send in music, you know, because I got my favorites that I want to hear, you know. So. <laughs> you went in the back for that one. I didn't even remember that one. <laughs> what? Yes, yes. For real. When I first heard that one, I, I was like, that's when I realized that was so, you know, very, um, you had so much versatility when I heard that song. Because um, I got, and I think you have another one that has more of a, like a heavy metal um feel to it, but when I heard that one, I was like, you know, yeah, they they can be across many genres. Um, when I heard that one, uh, but you're right because I was trying to get into my like rock rock bag, you know, like I was trying to. <laughs> they got a bunch of songs like that, like fight music and stuff like that. I was trying to get them. I was trying to sing and shit with uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we brought hate. <laughs> So when you think of the amount of time that you've been in the industry um, and all that you, you know, the effort that you put in to making what I feel like is good quality music, what do you think about the current state of um, of this industry? Well, I like the current state. Like a few years ago, I didn't like that state because I think people were still trying to find their mark and they were just copying people. And they're still doing that today. But the flow, I like that because it's actually rap. Like people are, they they hold a few years ago when they had Versace out, you know, people were trying to mimic that, that flow pattern. Um, now it's actually, you know, a rap style they're actually mimicking. And you have to rap. Like if, if you listen to it, a lot of it is fast rap. Yeah. Like now. And I like fast rap, you know, your Andre 3000s, your Twisters, you know, whoever, you know, that fast rap is what I kind of like. And b- before it was like a, they were trying to do fast rap, but it was kind of slow and it was going into it. So I kind of like this style of music. And I think it's going to go back to, I think a lot of the older OGs from the, the early 2000s and the 90s are going to be able to get their place back in rap because it's actually, it is about bars, but it's not. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense to you, but yeah, yeah. Like right now, you can say anything and just put it in the cadence, and it'll sound good, and they'll put it on radio. But um, right. I think it's, in a couple of years, I think it's going to be actually what you're saying in this cadence that's going to make you know a song great. So I like to say the rap, and you know, you never could really, you know, and when people are making an art, it's art. So you can like it or you don't. You know, it's like, do you like it or you do not like it? Period. It don't, it don't really matter. I think people uh, uh, gravitate towards what they like. And right now, I can still go and Google Black Thought. I can still go and Google um, mm-hmm. Most Deaf, Hasim Bay, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. You know, there's so much out there that you could, if you don't like what's on the radio, you could find, and really, radio doesn't define what, what's being played, you know, like radio isn't anything that relates to everything. So I think you can go and find what you want to find and, and listen to that. There's so many different avenues that you could take with listening to your music, you know. So I have no sure. problem sure. with the, the state of rap right now. So I remember when you were in that phase where um, a lot of the mainstream music, you weren't you weren't really feeling um, 
And I feel like a lot of people did at that point, you know, um, mimic uh, one another. Um, is there anything that you're not willing or prepared to compromise to achieve a successful music career? Yeah, a lot, because I could have um, compromised a lot back in the day. You know, we were getting hit up by some people, but I'm not going to compromise my art. And then now that the Internet is out and, you know, like I'm not going to compromise my business either. You know, it's right. like I, I know I need to own this song now. You know, like back in the day, you just wanted to get on and get a couple of dollars, but you didn't know that song, like, Juicy. Like, okay, you know, Biggie did the own Juicy. <laughs> you know, you can talk about what you want. Um, if Puff Daddy got it cleared, he owned it, or whoever was behind Puff Daddy owned it. Somebody owned that song Juicy, it wasn't Biggie. You know, but right. I know if I make, a, make some music, then I need to own it. And if you don't want to deal with that, then... I just do it independently, and which is a win. It's kind of it's an iffy situation because you can either be out there really big, like a Cardi B, she out there really big, or you could be a a, a big quit and still own all your music and you're out there big, but you're not all the way big. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it, it just depends on what you're trying to do. So, with that being said, <clears throat> if you had the opportunity to, um, you're placed in a position, you have the opportunity to uh, move up the ladder, um, rise up just a little bit, but you got to sleep with somebody. You know I had to take it there. You know how we used to be. So, if you, but you had to sleep with this person to, to get to the next level. Would you call that compromising, um, or would you just do it? All right, so if I have to sleep with somebody to get to the next level, it kind of depends yeah. on if I want to sleep with that person. <laughs> it kind of depends on if I want to sleep with that person, because if I have to, all right, say it's like this, I ain't going to say, oh, but we're going to say this lady that I'm not attracted to. And I have to sleep with this person to get to the next level. I don't know if I do it, you know, because I don't want to. You know, it's like I don't want to compromise my integrity to get to the next level. I can find another way to get to the next level. There's so many ways out here that you don't really need to to have. You know, like for instance, they have independent stuff coming on YouTube, independent stuff coming on Netflix. They got so many platforms that, like, you don't need to really compromise yourself anymore. Like, back in the day, you might might have had to sleep with an exec and do this and do that <laughs> to get your stuff played or whatever. But nowadays, it's like, you really don't need that. Like, if your music is good or whatever you're doing is good, if your filmmaking is good, then you can put it on YouTube. Like, Issa Rae um, came up from YouTube. You know, it's like people like that came up from YouTube. And it's like, why don't you? Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind all day. But you don't need to sleep with somebody to do it. I don't know if that, you know, I don't know. I don't think you should compromise what you are as a person for your career. I think your career should be you. And, you know, you should go ahead and do it that way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, thank you for that advice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Somebody else needed to hear that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, shockingly, I'm on my, my best behavior. You know, like I've been anticipating this interview, um, like, I don't know, I don't know, a couple of weeks now I've been anticipating this interview because we always kept this little banter up on independent everything and it kind of strolled over to this show. And you know what was very, um, when I got the second co-host on the show, um, he didn't play like you played. Like he was always serious and, you know, he had the really in-depth questions. I mean, you, you had in-depth questions as well, but he didn't want to play with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't want to have fun with me. And when we were actually thinking about starting the fourth um, the fourth Friday night show, um, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, you can't even be my co-host because, like, you don't want to play. Like, it, you, you don't you don't play with me like Delshawn played, you know? So I was so excited because I was like, yes, you know, finally I get to play with Delshawn. But, like, I felt like people needed to know because people were asking me, like, you know, when you say you're a former co-host, like, what show like you know like they really don't know you so I felt like they needed to just you know know you a little more especially because I'm playing the music and they're asking questions you know I felt it important that you know you actually talk about you know you yourself you know you and the bar's crew you know you your music um but and I know that you're still you're still writing music uh you may be doing a lot of things behind the scenes people aren't seeing you you're not as vocal as you used to be, um, but when you write music, what is your your songwriting process like? Do you got to hear the beat first, and then um, comes the lyrics, or do you already have the lyrics in your head and now you're just searching for the beat? What's your process? Well, it depends. It kind of depends on you know what what's going on and what the the vibe of the song is. Like some some like I go to a studio and I might have some lyrics already gone in the tub. Cause you know you don't want to look stupid at the studio, <laughs> but you know I go in there and, and, and sometimes it'll be a song that I write to right then, and sometimes it'll be where okay I got some stuff for this, let me go ahead and spit that. I can do that now. You know it just kind of depends. You know I can create a creative person, like as far as me, because I can't speak for everybody, but as far as me, I'm always writing. I'm always writing, you know, and a lot of the stuff doesn't get on wax. A lot of the stuff I don't rap out on in the studio. But sometimes it is that way, you know, where you go in and you already have something together, you know. Um, but my favorite, what I like is I like to, to meet a person. Like, say I'm working with this producer or this um, other rapper. I want to meet you. I want to have a drink with you. I want to chill and talk. Let's talk. Let me see where you at. And then I'll write something. That's my favorite. I'll be, I'm able to get some inspiration from you and write down some stuff and be able to put it into a song. That's my favorite thing to do. Because a lot of times, you know, people are sending songs back and forth and they don't notice the next person. This next person might be a, whatever they do, they might be a murderer. You don't know what they do. You know, you, we send the songs back and forth. So you, people think we cool, <laughs> but we're not cool. You know, like, we don't know this person. I need to know you. And I like to get that intimate conversation and that intimate feeling from another person to be able to to write in tune with what you're doing. That's why me and Bailey so close, because 
me and Bailey have been knowing each other for a while, and we know our ins and outs. We know what we're good at. We know what we're bad at. I'm able to go into a studio with Bailey and just link up. You know, it's like I know what, I don't know what you're writing, but I know what you're writing. And, mm-hmm. and we can link up. We're going to match together perfectly on this song. You know, so that's my favorite. But, you know, man, I done sent songs to people. Not even knowing, you know, I I did a lot of stuff, you know, but that's my favorite, being able to go in and be intimate with you and being able to talk to you, have a drink, be friends. You know, we might not even I, be I, in the I, studio I, that person. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> you done said that like three times. You done said that like three times. So before we could, do, we could do the remix of um, DDK, then that means that we have to be like, on another level, like we need to be intimate, as you just said, and so that we exactly. can get the remix better than the original. That's what you're saying, right? Right, exactly. Sure. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking you know, about. We gotta, yeah. we, <laughs> we gotta be, you know, in the studio and being able to understand each other and get close and, and do things yeah. like that. Right, right. When I say I was coming to Dallas, um, get the studio ready. <laughs> you said you weren't coming to Dallas. <laughs> Yo, but we're down to the to the to the worst part of the show for me. Like next month, we actually are going to uh, start the show at six thirty. I don't know how that's going to work for me, but we're starting at six thirty. It's still going to run an hour, but it does give you the opportunity so that any long-winded people. Um, you know, they have more to say that lasts longer than an hour. They will have the opportunity uh, to do so. And because I have a prior obligation at 8 o'clock on Thursdays, then it is a must, or 8.30, it is a must that I, you know, I'm off the air um, at 8 o'clock. But um, I don't know if you were on the show when we started playing the game, um, the either-or game. Was that you? No, I was not. No. All right. Hell no. So we got a little game. It's called either-or. Nothing that you have to think, you know, in depth on. I'm going to give you two um, choices. And either your response is going to be that first choice or your choice will be that second choice. It's just a way for the listener audience to get to know you, the person, a little better as opposed to you, the artist. Even though, you know, technically they're one and the same, but um, it just gives them, you know, a way to know you a little better. So here we go. Do you prefer the sunrise or the sunset? I prefer the sunrise. You like rum and coke or gin and juice? Rum and coke is gin. Well, that's a trick question because I like my liquor straight. But if I had to pick, it's going to be gin and juice. Uh, you like Frosted Flakes or Lucky Charms? Ooh. Frosted Flakes. Do you like a picnic or a nice restaurant? I like having sex. Um, okay, a nice restaurant because picnics you got you out there in the heat. You, you got bugs. Here, give me a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Are you adventurous or are you cautious? Man, I'm very adventurous. Very. Very. <clears throat> um, do you very. think before you speak? Or do you speak <laughs> before you think? 
Do I think before I speak or do I think before I speak? I try to think no, before I speak, but sometimes it works. Or do you speak before you think? Well, I try to think before I speak, but it don't work like that a lot of times. Uh, do you prefer money or fame? Money, all day. And last but not least, you like it with the lights on or the lights off? <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being very adventurous? I got it. I got all of that. I soaked it all in. I got it. You're very adventurous. Mm, you soaked it all in? Just like it. Got it. With straight liquor. I got it. I got it all. I soaked in all of that. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, I know you. I know you. The floor is now yours to go ahead and get all your social media contact information out, ways that people can connect with you if they want to do any collaborations, if they want to get you on the stage, you and Bailey back on stage. Um, They want you to write music, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, You know the show is alive, of course, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then the playback is on, I don't know, like eight, nine different platforms. So uh, the floor is yours now to get your contact information out. Okay, um, I'm Delshawn Mays on every platform, I think. Um, D-E-L-S-H-U-N-M-A-Y-S um, on every platform, I think. If not, just Google Delshawn Mays. Um, I've been the only, well, two people in the world now. I figured it out because it's on Facebook. Like, they messaged me and said, hey, I'm Delshawn too. But pretty much, you'll, if, you wanna, if you're looking, you'll find me. I'm not hard to find at all, um, especially in the next couple of months because we got, I ain't going to say we dropping some stuff, but, you know, we'll, you'll see us, period. Like, you're going to see us. I don't, you're going to see us for real, for real. So that's it. You know, Delshawn Mays. That's it. Make sure you're following the show on all social media platforms. Uh, Andy Fire, E-N-D-I-E-F-I-Y-A. Make sure you're following me, The Girl in Motion, on all platforms. G-R-L-N-M-O-T-I-O-N, something like that, yeah. Um, I'm still looking for that individual to give me the fire intro. Um, until then, I'm just going to keep playing my music like I do. Um, drops, I have some people question, uh, questioning me about drops as well. Um, the email address is out there. Do the info at andyfireradio.com. You can send um, whatever you have there. If we like it, we'll play it, all right? So, Sean, thank you so much for being here with me this evening. Um, it meant a lot to me as we go into the third season of Indie Fire. You know that you're always family. Um, you're always welcome back. I can't wait to hear the new music. And I'll most definitely be seeing you in a couple months. So we can get in the studio. Sure. And get yeah. intimate. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Until Thursday, Eastern Standard Time right here where we'll have um, – Spoken word artist and author Tanisha Scott. Um, what do I think? That's not her last name. Uh, it isn't. Tanisha Stewart. There we go. She'll be here 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the end of the month, we close out with nothing but authors. All right? So lots of new music and a whole lot of new books for you guys to, to read. Um, as always, let me leave you with a quote. Music is a language that doesn't speak in particular words. It speaks in emotions. And if it's in the bones, it's in the bone. That's Keith Richards. Until Thursday, have a good night. Bye, Delshawn. Do we have to say love, peace, and hair grease again?
shit, I forgot. Yes, yes. No, you ain't going to say that. Wrong show. Wrong show. Wrong show. Bye. <laughs>